0: And we're recording. Second time's a charm.
1: What are you gonna do with the first tape?
0: Throw it out. Unless you want it. For whatever. I might...
1: I might listen to it all the way through. Just for fun. I mean, that was kind of weird, right? But what's even more weird... (laughs) I don't even know how to work one of these. It's not that hard. (laughs) Can you show me?
0: Later. Stop touching it. Don't press any buttons, dude. <laughs> Can you state your name for the record, please?
1: Oh, that sounds so weirdly official. <laughs> this feels kind of stupid. It was your idea. I know. I know, I just... I don't like talking as myself, I guess, about myself. Like, this. It it feels different. Just pretend it's the radio. <laughs> My name is Jess. Full name. Charlotte Jessica. What? What? Charlotte? Yeah.
0: (laughs) You're kidding, right? No. Your name is Charlotte? You never told me that.
1: I didn't? Right. I guess... (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've always gone by Jess. Even back home. And, also, never give your employer your full name. Can't give advice that I don't follow.
0: You just gave me your full name.
1: Well, yeah. We're more than just employer-employee now, aren't we? Uh,
0: yeah, I'd say we are. Charlotte, huh? Can I start calling you Charlie?
1: (laughs) No, I'd rather you didn't. Just Jess. Same as always. Just yes.
0: I know that. <laughs> okay, man I feel like what? Never mind. Uh moving along. Age Do we need age? No harm in it, I guess.
1: I'm twenty four years old.
0: Oh hey, by the way, what do you want for your birthday? Next week, right? I remember <laughs> How long have you been in Braden? Four years. How did you get here? I guess that's a big question. I know some of the story, but...
1: It was, uh... Break. School was done for the summer, and I was going home. I was going to school in Edmonton, you know, and my parents still lived in Cranbrook. It's farther west, uh, just past the border into BC. I don't think it exists here.
0: Uh, No.
1: I think there's a similar city, a different name. I remember looking for it, um... I do not remember the name, but it's in the same spot. Um, I always wanted to go check it out, that's actually how I found out that, yeah.
0: You can't leave. No. Any new theories on that?
1: Uh, no. I mean, I made a blood pact with Town Council. Just didn't know what that really meant. But, honestly, what the faceless said, the whole dimensional barriers invoking energy shit, it made enough sense to me. I meant to ask
0: back when, you know. But, is that what you told Dr. Olson?
1: Yeah. <laughs> he hated that answer. But, I mean, he believed me. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, not super important, I guess. I can't leave don't know why, kinda know why.
0: And we're talking about how you got here.
1: Right, right. Um, I stopped for gas at a local gas station, not around here here, um, around my here, and, well, that's when it happened. I was just getting a snack, and I felt really just strange, and I thought, that maybe I was passing out, or maybe even dying, because then there's this weird light with colors, and it's warm, and it's singing and pulling me, and the next thing I know, I'm lying in a field. My head was spinning, and my eyes burned. My nose was bleeding, and I freaked out because I'd never had a nosebleed before, and, well, I'd never done whatever happened before.
0: What field?
1: Guess. Okay,
0: obviously I know, but you gotta say it. That's the whole point of this.
1: Farmer Daniels' northernmost field. Close enough that once I sort of got my bearings, I walked. Thankfully he didn't see me, because I don't know if I could have dealt with him then, but I knew I needed to find a phone, because I left mine in my car, and the car was gone, and I ended up at Mountain View. I've always liked diners. There was this one we went to in my grandparents' hometown when I was little. It was, uh... Anyways, sorry. Um, I tried to use the phone, the little payphone by the door, but my parents' number wasn't in service or whatever, which was weird, so... I tried calling a friend, but it ended up being the number for an auto shop or something. I tried all the numbers I could remember before I gave up, which was only, like, five or six, and I think one was my boss. But, not that it would have done me any good, but you never know when you're going to be trapped in a different dimension and needing to phone home, so maybe memorize them. (laughs) Just in case you come across a phone that can make the call, because for some reason, some of them can. I've never found one that phones home, but...
0: (laughs) Oh, man. What? I mean... I know this. It's a different dimension for you, or probably, but it always sounds just weird to hear it said, even here.
1: Yeah. I guess I don't often, like, really acknowledge it, um, in kind of certain terms.
0: Hard to wrap your head around.
1: <sighs> that can be said of most of what's happened recently.
0: Yeah. No kidding. Anyways, you were in the diner. Right.
1: Um, I was trying and failing not to cry because I didn't want to draw more attention to myself. I mean, my clothes were dirty, there was blood smeared on my face and hands, and I was an outsider in an isolated small town off of some mountain back road, alone and unable to contact anyone. Then I sat in the very last booth at the end and used the last bit of cash in my pocket to get a coffee. I guess I lucked out that it was, like, another dimension that was mostly normal, first off, and where people were nice, because, I don't know. It definitely crossed my mind that I could disappear in this town and never be seen or heard from again. Which, I guess, happened. But... Without the possibly murderous outcome, like I definitely thought might happen, my story is a bit more bizarre.
0: I mean, it's like, you know, sci-fi shit.
1: Yeah, you know, I believe those were my exact words verbatim as I was trying to explain it to old Miss Betty Miller when she stopped by the booth to ask if I was okay. Did she actually? It was sweet. Listened to me ramble for about 10 seconds, got a good look at my snotty... Bloody face and got out of there fast.
0: (laughs) That's actually hilarious. What did you think happened?
1: I thought maybe I'd had a, a seizure or an episode or something and somehow got to a different town and suddenly came to. But I didn't have a history of that. If I'd been a little bit more with it, I probably would have tried to get medical attention immediately. But I don't know. I guess I was stunned. I mean, it was pretty shocking. But Betty left, and that's when I met John. Auntie John. Um, well, Stephen called the RCMP because there's this rough-looking stranger sitting in the back booth and crying and drinking coffee and wouldn't leave.
0: And scaring off his patrons. Yeah,
1: that too. Crying strangers are bad for business. Then I explained as best I could what happened.
0: The sci-fi shit.
1: Yeah. The sci-fi shit. Which apparently didn't sound as crazy as I thought it did. Yeah,
0: you ended up in a good place for weird stories. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No kidding. And I must have made a pretty strong impression on John, because he and Carol took me in. And then... Man. For two years. I don't know. I didn't really live here. I didn't live anywhere. I went to bed every night just praying that I was dreaming. That I'd fallen into a dream and I just needed to sleep deep enough long enough that I'd find the door and get back through it. Ages ago, I'd heard a story about this guy who, like, hit his head and dreamed an entire life and then saw a lamp or something and it looked weird and he woke up. A lamp? Just like a A sign, a symbol, or a sound. Something not quite right that sets the world shifting back into reality. I think the light looks strange. Hmm. I don't think it was a real story, to be honest. But, I mean, I hoped it was. I hope that somehow I could trigger something. I mean, I still go to the gas station sometimes. More than I care to admit. Just to, I don't know, try and go back home?
0: I thought you just liked their coffee.
1: I always feel bad if I go and I don't buy anything. I mean, Adam and Pete are just, like, so friendly. It's nice to stop and chat, but, yeah. I don't know. I know it doesn't really make sense, and it's not the same place. I'm just sort of holding on to the hope that whatever happened will happen again.
0: Do you think it will?
1: Hope? Yes. (laughs) Think? No. Probably not. Almost definitely not. What were the chances it was gonna happen once? The odds were astronomical that I'd end up here.
0: But you did. But I did. (laughs) Maybe you were supposed to.
1: (laughs) I don't know if I believe that, but maybe. I'd even gone online, like, Reddit forums and stuff like that. What
0: were you looking for? I don't think you've told me about this. Just
1: asking if it had ever happened to anyone else. Obviously, I sounded insane, and a lot of people thought it was just one of those fun internet stories. Got some critiques on the immersiveness. Sometimes people reached out saying it had also happened to them, but most of their stories didn't really sound like mine, so I just assumed they were trying to play along. Most? There were a few that sounded the same. Like, maybe one or two. Almost beat for beat, in a way that I don't think you could make up. People that said they were from other places, or worlds, or whatever. And it, it just felt true. But no one had any advice. We are all just stuck. No one really knows anything about how it works.
0: Are you ever in contact with them?
1: It's been about two or three months since I talked to one of them. The only one that's really still active anymore. What did they say? They just sent me an article about theoretical, science stuff stuff and, and told me about this dream that they'd had. Oh? Yeah, nothing mind-blowing or, like, New. Just a dream. About a storm. A coming shadow. Normal dream stuff.
0: I know all of this feels redundant, but why don't we recap what we do know?
1: It's next on the list. Sure. So, according to our fun mystery board on the wall, people seem to disappear from anywhere, but there's sort of two places they seem to come back. Barmore Daniels' field, or somewhere by the river.
0: (laughs) Somewhere.
1: I did the quotation marks with my fingers.
0: I know that, but no one else can see it.
1: The building by the river. That building, the waste infiltration, (laughs) sewage, infiltration, I don't know. Bullshit
0: name anyways.
1: I don't know why I was being vague. I guess we're making these to be explicit.
0: Well, we know you came through at the field. And Tanner...
1: The first person we know who came back by the river was Elliot.
0: God, poor kid. Yeah. And I guess we know April did. She says she did, but obviously there were no witnesses to confirm it.
1: And, well, obviously he hasn't been able to confirm or deny it, but... Mm. Simon. I think he might have. That's around where Daniels said he found him. Do you
0: think Clarence did it? Clarence? Daniels. I've never
1: heard... His first name is Clarence. Yeah, you didn't know? We're just learning names today, huh? How did I not know that? Did you think it was Farmer? (laughs) (laughs) No. No. And no, I don't think he did. He definitely didn't. We all know it was a setup to get access to his property. Obviously, they, town council, or whoever else this is, realized it was a higher activity place for something, and-
0: Have you been able to contact him at all?
1: No. Word hasn't changed. He's still in custody, but no one has seen him, and- And I can't exactly ask John for favors anymore. Yeah. Which means a list of people who might have any sort of answers for us is shrinking. C hasn't dropped anything else off or anything, huh? Nope. You'd mentioned
0: you were going to try and get in touch
1: with John Mulroy, right? Yeah, I I got the message to him, but I'm waiting to set a date and time.
0: You think he has any answers?
1: I just feel like it's worth it to hear his side of the story. I mean, the mind does seem to be something of a... a core, right? Like, the heart of something bigger moving out from it. Yeah. If I was, like, 10% more of a dumbass, I definitely would have gone to check it out by now. (laughs) Why? Maybe part of me still thinks or hopes this is a dream.
0: Just remember, it's people's lives. It's your life here, even if it's just for now. Be careful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. What's wrong? Sometimes... Do you ever think sometimes I'm worried I'm doing this for the wrong reasons. What do you mean? You're right. It's people's lives and where I'm stirring things up by being how I am. Saying what I say.
0: I just meant in your actions. People care about you. I... Don't do anything stupid.
1: <laughs> I'm just... I'm worried it's just me trying to feel in control of something. Trying to take something into my own hands and ignore what's going on outside of it. You know? No one asked for it.
0: For what?
1: No one asked for me to start talking about things. I mean, was anyone talking about it before I... No one pointed at what was going on and said, hmm, that's a weird, concerning thing that probably points to there being greater governmental powers at play and about which important information is obviously being kept from us. I wish someone would talk about it even when they're threatened to not do so.
0: Us. You aren't the only one. Me, Tanner, Jordan, we all agreed. Even if people didn't ask, that doesn't mean it isn't important. We aren't the only ones noticing.
1: I know. You're just... It's people's lives. You said it. it it's people's lives, and and those are the stakes, and now I can't help but think that maybe we're going to cause their lives to be changed in ways we can't make right or take back. Like,
0: Some of them already have.
1: What about them? What about picking your battles?
0: Isn't who you're fighting for more important than what you're fighting or how you're fighting it?
1: (laughs) What is that? Philosophy?
0: I get it, though. I don't know. I guess just, like, I hear you. I wish we could do more, like, act on this shit without having to worry about putting other people at risk.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too.
0: (sighs) Hey. Whatever happens... As long as we stick together, it's gonna be okay. Okay?
1: It's gonna be what it's gonna be.
0: (sighs) Those are all the questions I had written down. Did you want to say anything else? Did I miss anything?
1: I don't think so. I don't know. Sorry, I'm just thinking now, you know?
0: It came with a bunch of tapes, so... If you think of something important to say, then...
1: Yeah, I think I'll sit down with Tanner in the next few days, get his story, too.
0: You sure he's ready to talk about it?
1: He said he would tell me the whole thing, so... You gotta show me how this works first.
0: Sure. First, though, coffee.
1: I'll make it this time. Why? Uh... Don't take this the wrong way. But it... It kinda tastes like gasoline and tobacco when you make it sometimes. You don't like my coffee? I didn't say that. You implied it. It's an acquired taste, and I'm not in the mood for that particular taste. <laughs> Dude,
0: it's fine. I'm just teasing you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Basement's clear. Carlton and I had a good look around, and what are you doing? You still do the show, huh?
0: Well, what else is there to do?
1: Sure. What? I'm back, I might as well. Really?
0: You can take some time to settle. Readjust.
1: Yeah, uh, look, you know, don't feel like you have to- (laughs) Trust me, I've had plenty of time off. Unless you've officially replaced me with Tanner. (laughs) No, no. I'm just feeling the temporary absence. The air's all yours. Speaking of, I think you're still alive. Ugh, I'm still getting used to this board. Uh, the switch here? Yeah. The horizon is just ever stretching out before me. And I feel like I've been wandering for an eternity, but it's only been a day or two still. Martha, I know what you would say, I know Tanner survived, He survived for 15 years but he found people. I climbed a tree yesterday and shouted as loud and as far as I could to see if someone was out there. I hope something is out there, just something. I mean, most nights I hear, I hear something crying, wailing in the distance. But it sounds... Yeah. I don't know what happened here. I mean, this place has trees. (laughs) That's nice. I always like trees. They feel like a shelter sometimes, you know? A shaded spot in an otherwise empty field. The trees here are dead, though. Blackened and worn and warped. Everything's dead, really. In a weird way, I can't explain. Not different how Tanner's world was, fundamentally other and strange. This place still feels familiar, at the core of it all, just... Corrupted. Something happened here. Something big. Something bad. It's like, it's like home, but everything's been. Of course I end up in the other world where there was some sort of apocalypse, right? I mean, that's my working theory right now anyways. I just want to come home. Not a day has gone by in four years where I haven't thought that. But now, man, I want to go home. I always thought... I never really thought of Brayden as home before. But now, man, I want to go home but I miss Brayden and I would give anything to come home